it's one of the joys of the job that we do and like just working in a restaurant. It's like every day is different. Every day there's like something different you have to face, like a different challenge. There's always different customers coming in with different needs. It's like that's one of the perks of the job. We continue our week-long mini-series at Carlton Wine Room in this chat with Sayaka Bilsic, bar manager and junior sommelier. Sayaka grew up in Perth with parents who worked hard in their food businesses. And though her path hasn't been deliberate or overly strategic, she believes in hospitality as a pillar of society that should be valued and appreciated more. And at Carlton Wine Room, she's getting the validation and opportunity that makes it all feel like the path is right. My name is Sayaka Bilsic and I work at the Carlton Wine Room. Um, and I am currently bar manager and junior sommelier. So um, I grew up in Perth and my, so my mum had immigrated from Japan and my dad was working as a truck driver um, at the time. And then they got married and dad just hated his job. And mum like had a sit down with him and was like, what do you enjoy doing? So dad was like, I love cooking. So mum pushed him to go to TAFE. He got his chef certificate. So me growing up, dad was a chef in this like Japanese restaurant in Fremantle. Um, and then they bought, um, they bought a deli. I think it's called like a milk bar in Victoria, but they bought a deli and started doing like school lunches and stuff and then decided to start a business. So they started um, Sayaka's Kitchen, which was a sushi manufacturer from the deli. Um, and then they ended up selling the deli, continuing on with Sayaka's Kitchen. Um, and then now they're doing sauces. So me growing up, <clears throat> I grew up surrounded by like parents that were in hospital, I suppose, and just su such hard workers, like loved food. I grew up loving food. Sayaka's mother is Japanese and Sayaka moved over there not long after she left school. The years overseas have given her a depth of hospitality experience, but they've also affected her personal qualities, even the way she behaves with her friends. When I graduated from high school, I moved to Japan pretty much straight away. And because of the language barrier, there wasn't many options in terms of like work. Um, I definitely didn't want to be an English teacher. It felt like I was just doing what everyone else was doing. Um, so I started working in bars and restaurants. I worked in heaps of hotels, like hotel buffets, like clearing tables, because my Japanese language level was pretty poor. Um, but then after staying there for like five or so years, um, my language got better and I was able to work. I worked at like a ryokan, like a Japanese inn for a year, which was amazing, in Kyushu. Um, worked in several like restaurants. I managed a restaurant in Niseko in Hokkaido, other end of Japan for a couple years. I think the time in Japan has definitely as much as I sometimes think it hasn't, it's really like affected my um, customer service, you could say, but also the way I treat my friends. Um, they're a very like giving, giving culture even within their hospitality and they expect nothing back and they work very hard. So I definitely think that my work ethic, you could say, um, is 
very much like Japanese, not to the point of like working till you can't stand, but it's like when I am at work, like I'll work really hard. Um, and yeah, I've noticed a few things in my like personal life as well, just with friends. Like I love buying them gifts and I think about my mom or like friends in Japan. It's such a Japanese thing to do, just like not for an occasion, but just because you thought of someone to buy them something and gift it to them. Um, I think cleanliness as well. I can be a bit OCD. That's definitely stemmed from spending so much time there. Um, yeah. And then after moving back to Australia, having the opportunity because it's an English speaking country and that's my mother language, I really wanted to study wine. Um, but at the time in Perth, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to study wine. So I decided to move to Melbourne. Um, and yeah, moved to Melbourne, worked at a few different, maybe one other place, two other places before Carlton Wine Room. And then I've been at Carlton Wine Room since 2018. Front of house can seem like the perfect job for an extrovert, but what actually are the personal qualities that make a good waiter or bar person? And how does Sayaka balance out the loud and the quiet, the slow and the fast? I honestly think for them it would have been that I was eager to do whatever it took like I was eager to pick up shifts and work really hard and I also really wanted to learn um, and I do whatever to be able to be given the opportunity to learn I suppose I've always been unsure like if I'm an introvert or an extrovert and I think with COVID it's like definitely confirmed that I'm a massive I'm a massive introvert, but I'll be extroverted around people I'm comfortable with or for my job. Um, but I definitely need the time alone. Like after a week at work, because I live by myself, I just need to be alone for at least two days to recharge the batteries. Um, and then I can be switched on. But it's funny how it comes. Like when you're at work, I think it's just the the energy. It's like it's not that I'm not being myself, but I'm like an elevated version of myself. And I think we're also blessed that it's a place that's busy most of the time. Um, so you're always doing stuff. Like I know for myself, as soon as it's quiet, I just become a slug. Like that alter ego just like dissipates. I was like, wow, I said I was hardworking, but I actually have no motivation to do anything. <laughs> I think pressure is, um, is important for me in my life to move anywhere, <laughs> especially at work. Restaurants have an ever-shifting rhythm and smooth operation depends on rigorous organisation. What's Sayaka's role in keeping Carlton Wine Room humming? So um, it really changes day by day, a typical day, um, just dependent, but say on a Monday, roll into work, set up the restaurant, clean the restaurant, um, do ordering for the bar, make sure everything is in place, um, start service, prep, prep bar staff or wine staff for that day and the following days. Um, continue with service and yeah that's what a Monday would look like um, it just really depends on how busy it is like the weekends roll into work 
and there's really no time to do anything back of house. So you're mainly in service all day and all night. Um, but the shape changes definitely from day to day, especially this time of year. I feel like you're just busy catching up on both back in house and front of house stuff every day. <laughs> um, during service, so everyone, everyone in the building essentially does everything, like regardless of what section they're in. So if the door goes, you go to the door, see what that person's going, if they want a table, if they're in a function yada yada take them to their table offer them a first drink settle them in go back to your section um brief the table on food if you're in a section or if you're in the bar make drinks that are coming through serve people sitting at the bar if you're summing then obviously you'll go to tables that need attention for wine um or beverage etc um but everyone really pulls their weight and does everything if the bell goes you grab the bell um, if the tables need, if the toilets need restocking, you restock the toilets, that sort of thing. Everyone we've interviewed at Carlton Wine Room has spoken in glowing terms about the culture, closeness, warmth and support. What are Sayaka's views on the feeling at her workplace? The team feeling is amazing. I've never, I've worked hospital my whole adult life and I've never work somewhere where it really just feels like one big family everyone works as hard as the other um no one holds on to information like everyone teaches each other things say like Trav or Andy they pass on everything that they can pass on to us and I think because the work ethic is so high and it's such a demanding building structurally like it's so big and we get so busy um, it's really important that we are all just very close and respect each other's work. The number one thing that sticks out to me is just feeling valued in my position and as a part of the team. I think in the past um, I've maybe not felt as valued, whereas every day you walk into work and we're literally all so close and um, just like a family dynamic, you could say. Sayaka didn't know much about the wine world until she was living in Japan, working at an upscale snack bar where the proprietor was obsessed with wine. She soon realised that wine culture is huge in Japan and the learning opportunities unfurled before her. One of my first, like, hospitality jobs in Japan, it's funny because my, my Japanese, like, skills weren't amazing. So I was looking through this job pamphlet called Town Work and... I'd settled on getting a bar job because they paid kind of well or like better than working in an izakaya. Um, so I saw this ad for a snack bar. Um, I was like, oh, cool, like a bar that serves snacks. I went to the interview and it was in one of those huge like 12-storey buildings, opened the door and it's like an eight-seater bar and there's this woman in a suit with like a mini skirt on and like curled hair like this hot, like 45-year-old woman. And she was like, oh, hi, are you here for the interview? I was like, holy fuck, like what have I done? Um, so I actually ended up working there for like two years. Um, it was a sort of snack bar in Japan. It's like you serve old dudes whiskey and light their cigarettes and sing karaoke. And it was actually such a good way to learn Japanese. Anyway, so um, she was obsessed with wine, like her 
her fiance, he owned like this huge wine bar down the road. So whenever we'd knock off, we'd go there and I knew nothing about wine. Like I grew up with my parents, like they don't drink, um, but just being surrounded by her and like whenever a customer would bring in like a new vintage of some American producer, like Opus One is a really strong memory. I just think it was so cool. And then in Japan, they celebrate Beaujolais Nouveau Day at the start of November. It's like such a huge thing. Um, So restaurants will have like events for it. Um, The 7-Elevens will exclusively sell like the new release Beaujolais Nouveau and everyone everyone gets super excited. So I thought it was cool, but I knew nothing about it and it was hard to access. So coming back, I was like, all right, I want to study it more. Um, and yeah. Hospitality is full of what's known as soft skills. Reading people, being intuitive, leaning into the rhythm that diners are looking for. Sayaka gives us an insight into this crucial part of her job and the power she has to shape dining experiences. First and foremost, um, just the ability to read a person as they walk through the door. Um, is probably a skill that most of us at work, I'd say all of us at work actually have. Um, And being able to cater to that person and make them feel comfortable, knowing what they need without needing to ask, if that makes any sense. For example, as a couple walks in, energy is like a bit, "Mm, okay, hello, how are you going? Check their booking, they're sat at the bar you know without asking that they're probably going to hate being sat at the bar. This is just an example. It's like, all right, without them needing to ask, you can run upstairs and see if there's a table up there. Things like that or just um, how much you touch a table, you can really tell by how those people are interacting. Um, I think I think people that haven't worked hospo don't realise how much of their experience is controlled by the wait staff, um, whether it be the timing of the food, the choice of beverage, um, etc. It's it's um it's quite amazing. Like the more the more I work and the better I get at my job, I have more of an understanding of how much. Um, we do actually how much control we have over a dining experience. And then the more like wine study I do or more back of house study I do, stuff I do, um, I just see how everything's connected and, yeah, it's crazy. I'm not explaining very well, but it's a lot of stuff. It's funny. It's like the more you work, you can just tell straight away with people like what sort of diner they're going to be but often you can turn it around like pretty easily it's this crazy thing um another another one actually is you can tell tables that are, are going to miss their out by like straight off the bat that's like <laughs> that's that's yeah that's something that you can pretty much tell straight away so they're the tables that you need to without being pushy, like give a little push at the start so they get everything that they need um, before it's time for them to leave the table and for the next seating to come. 
just the, the stalling at the start, the waiting for friends before they order a first drink, the like going to the table three to four times to check in to see if they're ready to order and they're not and they need five more minutes, that sort of thing. You can just, you can tell from like the first pe- person sitting down, you just know. And it's like, all right, this table's the table that we're going to have to like give a wee push in the nicest way possible. And it should be fine. <laughs> there are hundreds of thousands of hospitality workers in Australia. So it's pretty strange that hospo work is often devalued and not considered as a career. What was Sayaka's journey to valuing her skills and experience and pathway as a front of house professional? And how do her current employers help her along the path? Well, I myself, like when I was younger, definitely struggled with just not thinking that um, hospo, especially front of house, was a real job. Um, But I think that was mainly because I'd never really worked anywhere that... um, showed me that it could be a real job and I didn't have role models that showed me that like you can have a life outside of work but also take pride in what you do and really enjoy what you do um I think there's so much like room for different personality types and skill sets within front of house as well um yeah it's like you you learn you learn invaluable skills like not so much anymore, but in the past I've had more friends that didn't work hospo and even just going out with them and seeing that they don't know how to interact with their waiter or, like, seeing how low their social skills were compared to, like, people that work hospitality. It was very interesting. It really, set, like, it really sets you up because every single day you're meeting so many different people and having to, like you're setting up their experiences. Um, There's no other job like it really, you know? And it's like, if you want to get into wine, there's always the opportunity for you to do that. If you want to get into management, there's the opportunity for you to do that. There's like lots of different things you can do. Progression and skill building is an important and satisfying part of staying connected and engaged. How does Sayaka feel about where she is now and what she might do next? I recently got promoted to assistant some, um, which is exciting. It kind of doesn't feel real, to be honest. Like, you know, when you've, you've been interested in something, but you haven't really had confidence in your own ability, and then you, like, you keep doing it, and then all of a sudden people are like, you're actually good at your job. It's like, this is for you. It's like, fuck, okay, cool. It's exciting. I um, I feel I feel very lucky to be. Um, I hope people don't think I'm getting paid to say all this good stuff, but I feel I feel really lucky, honestly, like sincerely, just like so much, so so much gratitude um, to work where I work with the people that I work with, and um, I just I'm I'm excited for all of the things that I'm going to learn continuing on, like from Trav, from Andy, doing other wine study, like from the customers. We're lucky with Carlton Wine Room because the 
I think the work culture really stems from the top and there's no egos. Like everyone's like very humble um, and is happy to take the time to teach. Like thinking about Trav at the moment, like he's just crazy rain man, wine guy. So busy, like has a family, is busy as head summer business owner but we'll always take the time to like help you and teach you. And I think that's a bit of a rarity, like obviously moving forward, like within the hospitality industry, there's lots of new places opening with like fresh, fresh people, people, maybe like younger people. But I think in terms of maybe um, other venues that have been around for a while, just in terms of their like, work culture especially with wine I would say there's a lot of there can be a lot of ego or like because I know wine I'm better than you or because you're not a psalm like I'm not going to teach you that's like definitely um I've seen that kind of thing around so I think that might be kind of a bigish bigish factor you know it's one of the joys of the jobs, the job that we do and like just working in a restaurant, it's like every day is different. Every day there's like something different you have to face, like a different challenge. There's always different customers coming in with different needs. It's like that's one of the perks of the job. Um, so I'd, I'd say because I'm a little bit of a sadistic motherfucker, like I do quite enjoy it. It's like me and the dining room, seven tables, like busy alone. It's like, how are we going to do this? And then when you do it, it's like, wow, I'm so good at my job. (laughs) This was the fourth of five episodes at Carlton Wine Room. Join us again tomorrow as we wrap up the week with Binod Goltam, chef de party from Nepal. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.